Welcome to Catalogued Conversations, a podcast of the Kenneville Public Library. I'm Jenna Anderson, Support Services Manager for the Kenneville Public Library, and we have another special episode for you today. We have another community organization on. Today we have um, Julia Tipton from the Community Learning Center. Thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for having me on. I'm excited to talk about the Community Learning Center and where we are and where we're going and all the exciting things that are happening. Well, and it's been a very big project around the area for a very long time. Do you remember when kind of the concept for this idea came about? I was not on board yet, but I believe that discussions began, I would say late winter or about a year ago, but a little bit farther into the future. I would say Mm -hmm. probably in March. Mm -hmm. And they did some um, forming of some interest uh, groups and community members that were interested, knowing that the building uh, was going to be either repurposed or taken down by the school. So I think that they brought together some interested and active community members Mm -hmm. and uh, really to look at the vision of what this building could be. And so I want to say that it began probably in March. Yeah, it was it was quite a while ago. I know yeah. I was part of that, so it was a big. Yes. It was kind of it was it was a long process to it get to this point, but it's, process. it's very yes. exciting to see yes. where it's at now. And I have to say, Jenna, that I don't believe that it probably would not have happened had those committed citizens mm-hmm. kept with the project and worked with the school board and went back and adjusted. And there was so much collaboration, which is really the whole mission of the center is collaboration. Mm-hmm. Right. So it was really modeled well within trying to decide how collaboratively we could save the building and repurpose it. So, and I, and I really have to thank Robert Probst. I think he did a lot of work yes, in, in discussing and working with the school board and with the neighbors and making sure that everything was, um, everyone was happy. All stakeholders were happy in the process. Yes, he was very instrumental in all of that. Yes. And I'm sure as, as people are listening to this podcast, they're probably hearing some of the work that's going on yes. around us. Yes. Um, what are some of the things that are happening? We're, we're recording this podcast. It's December. Yes. What are some of the things that are happening now so, to get ready for yeah. so, what's next? Yeah, um, so the 1983 portion is ready, and we have been doing some programming in there, and that's the gym and what used to be the cafeteria, and since we're not a school anymore, that's a multi-purpose room. Okay. Um, and so we have done some programming in in those areas, um, have some different uh, nonprofits that are using the gym, okay. and then also some different nonprofits and for-profits that are using the multi-purpose room for Christmas gatherings and those kinds of things. The kitchen, I wrote a grant to make that a teaching and learning kitchen, and I have received some grant money for that. Oh, so fantastic. We're in the process of repairing the dishwasher and uh, getting some a steel table in there and uh-huh. then um, repairing the grinders so that we can bring the kitchen up to at least being able to use it. Okay. Um, and then, of course, the lobby area. So that the CLC offices, we're getting the furniture in there December 20th. We have a phone number, but I'm mm-hmm. not going to publicly <laughs> put that out there yet until we get into our offices. So right. that'll be December 20th. Uh, the 1938 side is going to be finished for dedicated programmers uh, and for different things by the end of December, January 1. Okay. So United Way, Arc of Noble County, the Center for Healthy Living, Performing Arts and Gaslight, East Noble Schools, 
And I know that there is somebody that I'm probably leaving. Freedom Academy. Okay. All those dedicated programmers, their spaces will be ready so that I'm getting the leases all ready for that. So So it's really coming together. It is coming together. What you're yeah, what you're (laughs) hearing is the auditorium. So they are busy putting all the rigging and lights up. And so they are really uh, working very hard to get the painting done Mm -hmm. and to make sure that the auditorium is brought back to kind of what it was when it was initially done so well and there's there's been so much work done I mean we we talked about just a little bit ago how long this process is to get from Mm -hmm. you know the point where it was a school Mm -hmm. to now yes the CLC has has ownership of the building but the amount of work that it's taken in a very relatively short amount of time has been really impressive what's happened well what's been um exciting is tim holcomb has been the construction manager and he's a you know we've been able to do some things here that the school was not able to do right uh we've been able to use all local industry um to get the job and you know because of his contacts he's been able to get a lot of different people in to help with the tear down and the build up of the rooms Mm -hmm. uh we've obviously been able to polish we're sitting in a room the performing arts room right now where mm-hmm. the concrete has been polished. Mm-hmm. So it's gorgeous. the flooring and just the woodwork and being able to restore the railings are things that the school couldn't do. And also replace, replacing the windows. We mm-hmm. were just able to do some things and to repurpose the building and take it from a school to something else. And yes. so that has been um, a very quick process. A very quick process, really, when you think about it. Yeah, and um, we're we're really excited. We've had lots of donations. Um, I'm in the process of submitting some more grants today uh, for some classroom space. We'll have some a community room that has a fireplace in it, and that oh, was wow. donated. And so I'm writing a grant to get the furniture in a couple different spaces, and then of course working on the policy manuals and the fee structures for those areas. And I'm sure that's the most fun thing for you to do, right? Yeah. <laughs> You know what? It's it's tricky because you want uh, you want the programming to be really wide to be able to mm-hmm. encompass everything. So mm-hmm. um, I have the board is broken up. All those uh, supporting the board was set up to be a supporting organization. So mm-hmm. uh, the Deco Foundation, East Noble Schools, the city, the park, Freedom Academy, Oak Farm Montessori, the YMCA, and Parkview Noble mm-hmm. are all supporting this center. And so within those board members, then we have a programming committee and we have a policy and human resource and a finance committee and building and grounds. So the board members have been very hands-on. So Mm -hmm. policy and human resource have really helped. And then we're working with finance to make sure, and also everything kind of has to intertwine along with building and grounds to ensure that everything is ready to go and that we think very widely about everything that can happen here. So it's it's really I, the, having those people on board are important. Those people are all uh, the, the people who are on your board are are heading up nonprofit organizations yeah. and businesses within the community. And this is really we're starting from scratch here. We are. This is something completely different. different. Yes, and it is. So it's not. So it, that's why we've had to really think about our nonprofit status and mm-hmm. also think about supporting organizations. When you file a certain 990, you have to make sure that you're adhering to everything to keep your nonprofit status. So that's exactly mm-hmm. right. It's very, very different. So we've had to, in the pro, for instance, for the programming side, um, the way that it is set up is so that anybody who's interested 
interested in programming fills out an application that goes to the programming side which is uh, Ann Linson, Mayor mm -hmm. Hanshue and Candace Holbrook and then and myself and we pour over those applications to think to see whether they fit the mission mm -hmm. whether they're a good candidate for either dedicated space or one time if it's a dedicated space we interview them okay and then they go to the board for approval so there is a process to it we don't just want this to be a house for nonprofits, mm -hmm. but rather uh, be a part of our supporting organizations and also be a good fit for our mission. So what is that mission? What, what kind of things are you looking for to happen here in this building? So our mission is connecting communities, strengthening lives, and securing futures. Mm -hmm. So um, what what, ha what can happen sometimes is nonprofits work in isolations. They may be offering the same programming, but mm -hmm. there isn't a way for them to communicate and collaborate and make sure that they're all working together to, to serve the needs of the community. Mm -hmm. So this center really is created to make sure that the nonprofits are sharing services for people, but we're also making sure that Anybody who enters the center kind of leaves a little bit better. And so not from a handout, but rather right. a hand up. So right. that we are consistently looking at how can we make sure that somebody is, um, is economically free. And they're mm -hmm. learning a skill to help them to make their lives better. So we want to partner with Kenderville Restoration, for instance, uh -huh. and create a space where people can learn to do workforce skill, not replicating programs, mm -hmm. but workforce skill where the community can learn to put a toilet in, fix their faucet, mm -hmm. um, screen a door, at the same time that we're actually teaching some construction classes also. Yes. So, so that's giving some of those people who are coming in, it's giving them new opportunities mm -hmm. within the community. Yep. We have some great, um, especially skill training, job skill training with Freedom Academy yes. and Impact Institute and things yes. like that. But this is even offering them even more. Yes. Right. So for instance, with Impact, I'm glad you brought that up, their multimedia mm -hmm. um, program, we hope to train some of those um, students how to use the... Um, technical equipment in the auditorium, for instance, okay. because Sweetwater mm -hmm. is our partner there. If there's a candidate or if there's some people that want to learn that, then um, that benefits us and it also benefits those students at the same time because yes. they're, they're really learning some state-of-the-art equipment. Absolutely. The ARC Foundation is such a good partner for us because those adults have been working in the center once a week, helping mm -hmm. to get it where it needs to be. And we really want them to be a part of the Visual Arts Center, but also possibly help and train them how to do different things within the center. We think they have a lot of skills to yes, offer. Yes. So they could set up a coffee and a water bar. They could um, learn some custodial skills. They could learn some reception skills. So those are the things. That's kind of the mission of the center. And, and I've met a lot of the people from ARC who, are, mm -hmm. who have been working in the building. And what struck me the most is that a lot of them went to school here, yes, so they have those memories. They, they have those ties to this building, and I think that's part of, I think that's part of the important draw of what this building is going to be. It's that so many people in the community have ties to it, yes. and they're excited yes. about what's happening. You have multiple generations of people, all the way dating back to. 1915, when this yes. building was built, that went to school here, and you know. Everybody, including myself, has a tie to school. Yes. You know, I mean, this was the first place where I taught. This was my first <laughs> year. So 
everybody has a uh, memory of school and every you know, bad and good, but everybody yeah. knows this building as a school. So there is a, a deep, deep reverence for it and connection to it in that way. So how did you end up back here? If this was the first place that you taught, how did, how, how, how did you come back to this place again? You know, I, I will say that probably all of the things that I learned along the way in my 36 years in public education kind of prepared me for this position. Uh, I began as a teacher and taught 25 years for East Noble and then had an opportunity to go downtown and work in Fort Wayne Community and okay. um, high poverty schools. It was the mm-hmm. best training ground I ever had to do coaching yes. with such fine principals and fine teachers and coaches. It was it was a wonderful experience. Kind of prepared me for the next stop, which was mm-hmm. to be an administrator. So I became a principal that prepared me to be a curriculum director. And then I ended my uh, career as a principal in a in a school in Auburn that I absolutely loved. Mm-hmm. And then when this opportunity kind of came forward, I, I it was just intriguing to me to do that. So I yeah. feel like even though it's very different, I was able to uh, use the skill set that I had learned along the way mm-hmm. to kind of help with that. So yeah, I kind of feel int- like I've come home. Yeah. yeah. At the same time, like you said, it helped, you know, your path along the way helped you get to where you are that you can, that you know, I take this job on. But it's this. still got to be something completely different from what you've done before. (laughs) It is. You know, nonprofits are different. And, you know, when you work for a school and then, so the the learning curve, and luckily I've had a lot of people help me along the way. The board is very supportive Mm -hmm. in helping to talk about, and I am learning a lot about nonprofits Mm -hmm. and those kinds of things. And I've had an opportunity to be in the interagency meetings. And so it's it's just learning about all the services that Noble County has and making sure that we are, connecting all of those things together. And, you know, you brought up interagency meetings, um, and that's something that we talked about in our last podcast with Maria from Healthier Mm -hmm. Moms and Babies, too. That's such a great place to get together and meet people and learn about what we're all doing. But, you know, when you were talking about the... the, agencies that are moving their offices here that are going mm-hmm. to be here in the building and, and mm-hmm. talking about all the people that those agencies are going to be able to help. I think it's really helping the agencies as well, mm-hmm. not only just giving them a home, giving mm-hmm. them a place, mm-hmm. but giving them the ability to work so closely mm-hmm. with some of the other agencies. Mm-hmm. You know, we're great. Our nonprofits in this county are great about working together, mm-hmm. but the collaboration opportunities that be, that being housed in a place like this yes. will give them. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Just, yeah. yeah, there's there's no and that, and, possibilities. And that's a good point when you think about collaboration. So anybody who has dedicated space here, that means they're here full time and their office is here, mm-hmm. will participate in kind of a leadership team here with me. And, and I see that as an opportunity to have book studies. Um, mm-hmm. For instance, Angie Kidd um, had a speaker come in to do a book study on assets based. Yes. Um, and that was a lovely book. And yes. I think that that would be a good book for all of us to read here and mm-hmm. invite who Whoever. Um, the CLC will also have two committees, and so I'm very excited. We have a performing arts committee, which is very active, mm-hmm. and they're very um, proactive when it comes to the auditorium and workshops. And I wrote a grant for this space, and I'm hoping to get the monies to put some instruments and some um, different things in the visual arts center like pottery wheels and yes. and uh, quilting machines. I'm hoping to get that. And we're 
then that affords me an opportunity to create a visual arts committee so that those are the two spaces that are down in the 1915 area, the old tech rooms, yes. that we are mm -hmm. going to repurpose for a workforce and then possibly for some type of a community center. So we're in the process of thinking about what that might look like. And, and you mentioned um, Mike Mather, who was the author who yes. came, that Angie Kidd from Common Grace and Noble New Way brought up. Um, and his, I read his book too. It's great. I met him. Yes, I did too. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited by him. Um, and actually, we're planning to have him in Diamon come back oh, in the spring and, and do some training for people on how to be yeah. a community connector. But I do want to mention, I think it's important for anybody who wants to read Mike Mather's book on mm -hmm. asset-based community development. We have it on Overdrive at the library. It's mm -hmm. called Having Nothing, Possessing Everything. Mm -hmm. And it's a wonderful story about how you can take, learn about the talents that are in your community that yes. you may not know about. And I think yes. that's a lot about what this community center I think it is, too. is going to do. And what that opened my eyes to, Jenna, was that we think, so the Center for Healthy Living is moving in, and that's a terrific partner for us. Mm -hmm. Fits with the supporting organization. We'll use the center well in so many different ways. We're going to move the farm boxes out and have the you know, the farm days here, mm -hmm. which we started to at the end of August and September. Yes. And we think that this is a food desert, but that book kind of brought it up to me that probably there are a lot of homes that have gardens in this neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so it, it is really looking at your community from an assets point of view rather than from what they don't have, but rather what people do have that they can share. Yes. So, yes. And that's the benefit of putting together the Visual Arts Center because we have a lot of artists in the community mm -hmm. that have a lot of talents to be able to do lessons and help to set that center up. So we're, we're in the process of uh, solidifying a meeting for that first committee meeting. So, so how can, what, now you've got an open house coming up. Is that, yes, we're getting ready I'm, for I'm that? I'm getting okay. ready. Yep. So I'm going to be posting that. I'm working on the flyer. It's going to be Saturday, January the 11th okay. from one to four. And, um, all of the dedicated space, um, programmers will be here okay. so people will have an opportunity to come into the center see the different areas by then the auditorium will be done except for the seating and uh, we're very excited for people to walk through and hear about how different things happen I'm hoping to have the MIAC group and Pulse kind of yes. help with that yes. so um, we're excited. So it's going to be January the 11th from 1 to 4. And if I'm not mistaken, the first group that you really had come through here to kind of see the work that was going on was the all-class reunion it back was. in the fall, it early was. in the fall. Yes. What was their reception to what was happening? Well, what I thought was interesting is, which makes sense to me, uh, they were very interested in the 1915 side and the yes. 1930 because 38 because that was their home. That was what they remember. And that's where all of those memories came from. So uh, it was really interesting for them, I think, to see too how the building is repurposed. People think that we're just opening a school and it, it isn't that anymore. Right. In fact, I've had to really, that's another learning curve for me is taking my school hat off yes. and um, realizing how we're repurposing the building. So yeah, it was great. Well, and I, you know, we're, we're working on the auditorium right now right as we now. sit here and yes. speak. And I think that's one of the things that a lot of people in the community are interested in. It is. It is. So the Performing Arts Committee is um, again, been very instrumental in thinking about what kinds of programming we can have in the auditorium. Because we want to offer nonprofit 
um, experiences as well as for profit, of course. Mm -hmm. We're in the process of trying to figure out how many seats will be there. Sweetwater is our partner and they're putting a sound box in. And um, so with the Performing Arts Committee, we've got some activities planned. But the painting is being redone so that the auditorium, you can see the architectural, uh, I think we're putting about eight or nine paints in there, new carpet. Okay. So really updating it. Currently, right now, they're working on the rigging and the lighting. And then next week, they'll start on the sound. So on January 11th, you'll be able to see the auditorium. It just won't have the seats quite ready. Uh, December 31st, the mayor is having her inauguration here. Oh, very nice. Yes. And so then in the reception area across from the auditorium, which is certainly a repurposed room, that has the lighting and the sound that can come in from the auditorium. Mm -hmm. But it also will have a space for corporate trainings if somebody wants to use it. So we're looking at every space that are not that is not necessarily dedicated programming and putting fee structures in place to make it wide programming so that lots of people can come in and say I'd like this room or this room so and if I'm not mistaken that reception room is the one that if you're driving by at certain times of the day you can see chandeliers you can see the chandeliers it's a beautiful room second floor we've been able to you to leave uh, the ceilings completely open and that affords us again an opportunity to see all three sections of the new windows so we didn't have to put in drop ceilings Uh, we have uh, one classroom area that we did put a drop in uh, ceiling in but the rest of them are all open so it's beautiful wow yeah so what are what are some of the ways that people can get involved moving forward oh great well um, we're in the process of getting a website um, he's working on that now. Zach Hayden is the one who's doing our website. Again, so another local person another who's local, working We on have this done building. all local, and he yeah. yes. Yeah, so he, <laughs> so um, what what we hope to happen is, uh, and also just keep visiting the Facebook pages as we move forward. Uh, we are going to be posting for a programmer and a technical director. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will kind of be a very highly skilled person, I think. Um, yes. And then also some different employees who would be willing to also be trained on the technical equipment in the um, auditorium because we know that one person won't do it. So we need yes. to have a whole plethora of people who are willing to um, be a, an employee of the CLC very, very part-time for when we have some auditorium things that we need. Right. Um, and also, you know, there are certain, uh, we are going to be hiring different people as the need arises for a receptionist um, and be thinking about on the 11th, what you see and what kinds of programming and being able to utilize the space. We want to be a really good partner with the library. So mm-hmm. I'm really looking very carefully at, um, I use the library's um policy manual really to write our own because we think that there are like spaces here yes. you know yeah, and, very much and so. programming is is uh, you know it's a good collaborative partner when we think about that so and we're excited about the possibilities yes, here um yeah. you know we have a lot of programming that has that we can't have at the library because yeah. it has grown yep. so large that th- it's opening up possibilities for yep. us even here even yep. though we're not going to be a dedicated programmer here we're not going to have right. space here at this point but just, you will be a good partner yeah the, yeah the possibilities of things that we can yep. um, bring to this building is just exciting for all of us so we want to have some lecture series we'd love to have a community book club mm-hmm. uh, we would love to have um, in the auditorium workshops so that um, we can teach different people on not just acting 
but script writing mm-hmm. and um, how to be how to direct a play, uh, making sure that the arc adults have an opportunity to act on the stage and go through a performance, making sure that the students in um, the summer program can do some some different uh, theater workshops. Yes. At the same time that so community members. Gosh, if you have a talent that you want to share, if it's through the visual arts and you're an artist, or please stay tuned for the structure that we put in place for that area. If you, yes. I'm, I'm leaving all the lockers there so that people will have a chance to store their materials. We want that to be uh-huh. an active yeah. space and also be wide enough to accommodate classes that can be taught for electrical work or plumbing or drywalling whatever mm-hmm. we decide. We're also putting um, a committee together for a woodworking club. So I have okay. a handful of names for people to um, come in and we can kind of look at the space and see about if, if we need to write some grant monies and think about making that a woodworking club. So I'm putting together that. And then performing arts. If you have a talent for um, a re- you want to use a space for a piano recital, we have a space for that. If you want to teach guitar lessons or... Mm-hmm. So hoping that all of that kind of unfolds as we get going. And it sounds like you have so many great ideas coming around now, but this is really something that's... I'm sure it's going to grow and change and morph yes, over time, right? it will. It will. And we want it to. Yes. We want it to be very responsive to the community so the center will change and grow as needed, whatever the needs of the community are. And you have quite a bit of square footage here to play with, right? We do. <laughs> so the whole building, um, that's a good point, Jenna. We are only currently building out the 1983 and the 1938 side mm-hmm. and the first two floors. We are we have cleaned out the first floor of the 1915 side, um, to think about what it is we want to do with those classrooms leading up to the Visual Arts Center, which were the old tech rooms. And that's primarily the east side of the building, that is that is, correct? Yes, okay. that's correct. And so it is the side that's right off of the Sheridan. There's an entrance there. Okay. Uh, so the whole building is about 150,000 square feet. That's a lot of space. That's a lot of space. <laughs> uh, we are only uh, finishing about... 90,000, I would say. Okay. Now we are putting solar on the whole top of the building and that affords us to so, to do some green energy classes. So oh, we're great. hoping that RES teaches some. We'll have yeah. monitors at some point up so that the community can see what kind of energy we're generating. Mm-hmm. The J.O. Mori has done all of the HVAC and we're hoping that they'll teach kind of what, how to, um, how to, use those new units Mm -hmm. and because it's very modern the boiler system everything and teach some classes in here to people who are interested in that i think really not only is it is it great to um, help teach these classes to get some self-sustainability as well but we're training the workforce we're training jail mori could be training the people who will be working for them down the road and that's what we're hoping happens in that they can move into the center or you know do some classrooms so that classroom teaching to teach exactly that using the equipment they put in Mm -hmm. so just makes sense to us right so and it's it's taking a lot of funding to do all this it's it is there's a lot of money coming in so yes where is the funding coming from right now? And how can, you said, you mentioned donations. How can people donate to, to help this project? So the DECO Foundation 
is um, is the person who has been the the main funder for this project, yes. and we are so thankful that they have um, taken this on. It fits with their mission very well, right. and it has done a lot to uh, help help the CLC to kind of drive um, forward on being a community advocate, um, as Deco has always been around economic sustainability and learning and all of those things. Yes. I have written several grants and uh, been very excited to get the grants. I've got a couple more that are out that I'm hoping I get. Mm-hmm. Um, we will be putting some type of fundraiser probably in place. I have not thought about that. Okay. Um, again, it's a little bit tricky uh, with um, the 990 and all of that and making right. sure that we stay within that supporting organization. So currently, um, I'm going to submit a grant to the Cole Foundation. I have another grant that's out that I'm waiting on. And then hope to get uh, some community foundations grant money in. And so I'm looking to do that. And I think right now, if people want to donate, they can do that through the Community Foundation. They Isn't can. That okay. Very good, Jenna. Yes, you remembered that. <laughs> so yes, if they want to donate anything, we do have a fund set up there. So that's exactly right. They can donate to the Community Foundation. And is that for the sustainability of the center yes. down the road? Okay. Yes, it is. Great. Yes, Great. it is. So Julia, thank you so much for joining us today. It's It's been a pleasure talking with you, and I love seeing the progress that's happening in this building. It's great. Well, thank you, Jenna. I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me about this. And for your listeners, I sure hope that you'll um, mark on your calendar Saturday, January 11th from 1 to 4. That will be the official opening of the CLC. That's so exciting. We can't wait. Thank you again, Julia. Thank you. This has been an edition of Cataloged Conversations from the Kennedyville Public Library. Thanks for joining us.